Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Well, it's sort of the calm before the storm, I guess. Or the calm before Marita just ran in the door here. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so... Uh, we have a great show planned for today. We've got some uh, uh, some listener emails we need to get to and uh, a, lot of, a lot of things going on. But with us on the phone is Bold Ride's managing editor, George Kennedy. I've known George for a bunch of years now. And uh, George always has an interesting look on the automotive industry and not afraid to speak his mind. George, good morning. Good morning, John Paul. Thank you for having me. Sure. Is that true? Are you not afraid to speak your mind when it comes to the automotive industry? I've been told that, but I don't want that rumor getting out. No, all right. Okay, okay. <laughs> then there's George Kennedy. He just says whatever the car companies want him to say. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a complete nutter mouthpiece. So, <laughs> you know, that, that, that recall, don't worry about that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nothing, nothing to worry about at all. <laughs> no, nothing to see over here. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's start off by talking about you. Tell us, tell us uh, about you besides being the managing editor of Bull Ride. What's your other experiences? Uh, well, uh, for, let's see, about a year, I was at Consumer Reports. Uh, I've been at uh, Wheels TV as a, a writer, producer, doing car videos for, for somewhere in the neighborhood of five years. Uh, and for a cumulative, like I would say, two, three years, I was a, I've been a managing editor for Bold Ride, where we do a lot of fun sort of car reviews, supercar reviews, news on supercars, uh, news on sports cars really old, obscure stories, and, uh, you know, if you have a really cool, old, strange car or strange car story, uh, let us know. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds great. And the uh, story that's up there on your homepage this morning is, is there a way to get your dirty diesel Volkswagen declared a lemon? Right, and, you know, what's been interesting is that for, for a good part of the industry or a good part of the coverage of news, We've been covering the corporate side of things. What's this, whose head is going to roll is what we've been pretty pretty preoccupied with. What we haven't really been looking at, and by we I mean a lot of outlets, is what, what do you do if you're a consumer? Yeah. And there are not a lot of options. And what's going on in Florida is one man, uh, Walter Melnick, I want to say his name is, I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, brought his car, his, uh, his uh, ill-performing, cheating diesel Volkswagen before the lemon law board and said, look, this car, I believe, is a lemon. And can, can I stop you for a minute? You mean sure. his well-performing, peppy, yeah. and high-fuel economy getting Volkswagen diesel? Yes. Yeah, that too. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. The car that does all of those things and yet has a carbon footprint that's just a little outside what... Yeah, uh, a, a, Nox, a Nox footprint of a 1975 Caprice. <laughs> exactly. And so he brought it before the Florida Lemon Law Board, and they ruled in his favor. Now, Volkswagen fought to keep that case out of his, out of the courts. Mm -hmm. And then when it didn't go their way, they fought to keep the TV cameras out of the courts. And neither of those things happened in his favor, in, the, in Volkswagen's favor. And so you might think, hey, look, there's precedent. There's, there's a way for me to look at that, hire a lawyer, and say, look at this case. The funny thing is, there's been one other case that's been brought before uh, Lemon Law Boards, and it's ruled in Volkswagen's favor. Hmm. Um, and on top of that, what you want to look out for is the fact that each state's Lemon Laws, Lemon Law Boards, 
processes and legal legal what have you mm-hmm. are all are all different. So you might look at that case and say, "Hey, I have something to go on," but you won't know until you contact the lawyer. You know, if you're if you're one of these affected Volkswagens, best thing you can do is just contact the lawyer that specializes in lemon laws. Yeah, that that really is, and I, you know, I don't I don't know where it's going to shake out either. I know from I I've done a lot of work with lemon law boards over the years, and I know in Boston. There was uh, one of the boards I went to just go visit. The woman who sort of headed up the board readily admitted she didn't know much about cars. In fact, she didn't drive. But she was actually a really good arbitrator. And then I've been to some others that were not the case whatsoever. And I kind of looked at it and went, it's just odd. But it's interesting how the lemon law works. I mean, typically... Uh, it's like everything else. It's like, okay, we'll give you a couple repair attempts. You don't get anywhere. And then you have the option to, you know, we'll buy the car back. But usually there's very specific parameters. But I, it's interesting because I don't know if Volkswagen is just really going to fix this with a software fix. I know that was denied. But to me, that, well, that seems... Was, that, was, that was denied by the California... Uh, that was just yeah. denied by CAR, which, you know, the funny thing is, for everything that we have to deal with when it comes to emission, there's what we deal with nationally... And then with CAR of uh, California mm. Air Resources Board has to deal with, yep. which is just, you know, they're the nights above the nights you say me, you know? Mm. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting because, you know, and some people were saying that, well, you know, my fuel economy penalty. What's interesting is with the Volkswagen issue, you know, the EPA rated, you know, the highway mileage of a Volkswagen diesel at, I don't know, we'll make it up, 43, 44. And That's people right, were, in that neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, and people were getting 50. Right, and right. The reality of it is, they're probably going to get more like what they were supposed to get. Right, and I would say that as as experts of the car industry, quote unquote, you and I, when we hear things like that, that people are getting better than advertised fuel economy, that's a huge red flag to, to be, if you ask me. Yeah, things aren't supposed to work that way. Yeah, you're supposed to get you're supposed to get a car and it's supposed to perform, you know, incrementally less than whatever it says on paper. Right, right. Yeah, even my wife's gas, she has a Volkswagen Beetle, and it, I think, is 32 highway. And if I'm easy, you know, 60-ish, 65, easy on the gas, easy on the brake, and I'm on a 100-mile straight trip, I can get, according to the trip computer, which we, we've been known can lie, but I can, get, <laughs> I can get 40 miles to the gallon. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And that, yeah. That's, the, that's the funny thing, isn't it? We didn't, we didn't know where that was coming from for a while, and maybe this is just a uh, a grand reckoning of those of those sorts of, of numbers. But at the same time, you know, people are looking at this like their car is all of a sudden uh, you know a, a smoldering hulk of uh, undrivable mass. But once the fix comes in, like you said, fuel economy should come back to near advertised, right? And it's going to have the carbon footprint that is advertised, and the car should be. It shouldn't be a lemon. It should be something that's, you know, drivable, usable, gets better gas miles than mo- more than a lot of vehicles out there. Um, and so I think it's a matter of, you know, people should, th- th- there's an inclination for people to freak out with stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you and I are on the same, kind of on the same side with this. I know uh, the lawyers, not so much. You yeah, know, the, yeah. the lawyers want you to believe that you have exactly that. You have, you know, you have a, uh, coal burning power plant under the hood of your car, and, <laughs> and, and your you life run, is going to be over. Town underneath, yeah. your, uh, underneath the hood, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's interesting. I got a uh, um, Twitter 
message from uh, a guy by the name of Tim Porter. And his question to me, and now you, is okay. what do you think about buying used versus leasing new? So you have, you know, X amount of dollars. Do you go out and buy a used car, a two-year-old used car, or do you go out and buy, or do you go out and lease a new car? Well, I would say it depends what you want, because what, what typically happens is, you know, the, the, the latest, newest car with the latest, newest technology is, is always the one that you're going to be able to get, the, you know, get in the dealership on a lease or, or finance right away. Um, if you got pre-owned, you're looking at a vehicle that might be the last generation or a couple years old. But the benefit is are things though is the fact that, you know, when, when you drive off the lot, that car loses, you know, something like 15% of its value right, right on the spot. So if you were to buy new, you're losing an inherent value right there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to lease, even if it was a pre-owned, you're, you're dealing with a car that, A, you're going to get a really good deal on, especially if it's the last generation of the car. If they just came out with, like, a, say, a new F-150 and you wanted to lease a two-year-old one, you're going to get a lot of money on the hood. And mm. I think that's a, that's a really good, you know, if you're looking for a good deal, that's what you want to go with. Um, one other thing to consider about a, you know, uh, you know, perhaps a pre-owned car is that, you know, the first year of a new car, some new technologies might not exactly be uh, totally sorted out by the automaker. So if it's, an, a, you know, the last year of previous generation car, all that stuff will be have sorted out by then. So maybe the times are going to be just showing up at the dealership or, uh, for maintenance or less. Hmm. Yeah, so it really, it really is. You kind of look, you look at your options, look and see what you want to do. I mean, there is something kind of fun about knowing that you're the first person that got in that car. You're the, you know, you're, you're oh, absolutely right. Yeah, and there is something about that. But a lease is that, and and again, you have to, like you said, consider your driving habits. You know, are you somebody who drives twenty five thousand miles a year? You're probably not an ideal lease candidate because you're going to pay so much for the overage of the miles when you get done. Right, and, and really take into consideration uh, how much you're already driving right now and maybe add a little bit to that mm-hmm. because, you know, when you get that new car, you're going to be the one that, that raises your hand and say, yeah, I'll drive all of us up to uh, Okemo this weekend. Um, and, and if you go over those uh, miles limitations, it, it starts to hit your bank account. Yeah, it, 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 there's there's that, absolutely. And the other thing is if you're somebody who is – um, less than caring about your car, and it looks like it at the end of three years. It looks like it hit everything but the lottery. Um, <laughs> you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay for that. Yeah, that, that's a delicate way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, there's there are those expenses. It's not because you lease a car. It's not like there's zero obligation on your part to do anything. You still have to. You still have to remember to uh, you know be a little bit careful, and uh, you need to take care of it. So what Absolutely. else is hot at Bull Ride these days? Uh, the story from Volkswagen was good. Your next story down is about the uh, Buick. Is it Cas- How do you pronounce that? That's the Buick Cascada. That Cascada. is the car we, we most recently yeah. uh, reviewed. Yeah. And um, it's, you know what? It is a really sharp car. I know when people think Buick, they might think sleepy, kind of, you know, why isn't this uh, dead like Oldsmobile? But Buick is doing a lot of cool things right now. They survived on the back of the amount of cars they're selling in China. Um, but the, the upshot is that you've got an interesting brand that swaps sort of, you know, it's not as premium as Cadillac, but it's not exactly as, uh, as Costco cookie cutter as, yeah. as the Chevy, a Chevy Malibu. Mm. Um, and many of their vehicles are carryovers from uh, GM's Opal division. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those. Uh, and uh, you know what? And the, the upshot is that 
it benefits greatly from those from those European uh, routes. It's got a, it's got a really composed ride. Um, you know, you're not putting this thing around Lime Rock or the Nurburgring, but you're going you're going around bends with uh, with pretty good composure, pinpoint steering, pretty soft. <laughs> but at the same time, it's got all of the things that a really thoughtful suite of features that that, that figured out that they it shows that they know what they're you know yep. they're thinking they're thinking about what it's like to live with as a convertible owner. Um, one thing is, if you open the, the the trunk, there's another set of taillights uh, on the frame of the trunk area. Hmm. When that, I, I looked at that, and I go, "What is this all about? Did, did somebody just leave this here uh, on the design table?" Yeah. Uh, what they did it for was there's a fifty fifty uh, fold down rear seat, and if you have the top up, you can put a large uh, a large item all the way through. Leave the trunk up and still have, say, if you want to put a set of two by fours through, have it stick out the back. And the trunk goes up, and you can still have brake lights that that are legal. Interesting idea. Now, is it a soft top convertible or a hard top? It's a soft top, and that that was something that raised a couple of eyebrows. Uh, pardon the pun. And you know, you look at cars like the Chrysler 200 convertible hard top, um, the Mazda uh, PRHT, and the Volkswagen Eos all leaving the market. And you know. I think there's a, there's almost a, a, a renewed desire for, for a more classic, timeless look of a, of a soft top convertible. And size wise, how you know what's it compared to to something on the market now? Is it uh, you know is it is it Chrysler 200 size? Is it bigger? Is it smaller? You, you know, it's funny when you look at it. Um, it might not look as big as Chrysler 200, but I would say cabin wise, it's on par with Chrysler mm. 200. Um, they, you know, when they wanted to compare it, they 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 put they slotted it in between things like the BMW 2 Series convertible and the BMW 4 Series convertible. Um, and what's interesting about this that distinction is that on the 4 Series you have a power retractable hardtop, mm. but I don't think it has a similar look. I don't think that it has that kind of classic look as, as a soft top would. Mm. No, it's a it's a great it's a great looking car, uh, and it has uh, it it does have a style that it doesn't say you know nineteen eighty seven Buick. It, it really, yeah, yeah no, Buick it's Riyadh, got a really good look. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they could easily. I mean, I think Chevy does it in one of their commercials, and believe what you want from commercials where they pull right. all the badges off what a Malibu or something, and people try to guess what it was. If you pull the Buick badges off of this, I don't know that I. You know, I look at it and say uh, maybe Volkswagen. You know, it, it's hard to say what what it really looks like. Absolutely, yeah. I would I would give it Volkswagen, Volvo, yeah, you know, even a stretch Mercedes. And what's interesting is that they. They went with uh, a soft top convertible. You know, I don't know where, when, when, and where the decision was made, but you know, things like NVH noise, no, you know, yep. road noise, buffeting, all that stuff. It's gotten so good in convertible tops that that they didn't have to put that all into a hard top. So, mm. you know, I think at the end of the day, designers, if they can bake all those features into a soft top, they will because it looks that much better. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Speaking of cars, what are you driving this week? Um, I am actually just still still on my Jeep. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I, oh, I just got back from the, uh, the Cascada trip, so, uh, so I'll be picking up uh, this, the next ride, the, the next driving car on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. and, and you've been driving anything interesting, anything that you came away with? I mean, besides the besides the, the Buick trip, but anything, uh, anything locally here you've been driving that kind of made you, you know... Well, 
You, what's, what's funny is that a, a, a neighbor came by with a new smart car, and the the irony being that you know we kind of chide that car uh, right. because it's just so behind the times. Um, and yes, the, the new smart car is uh, by and large far far and away beyond the old car. Mm-hmm. And the I don't hope this person isn't listening, but it's still not as good as the competition when it comes to subcompact. Mm. You know, with all of those improvements made, it's still not there. Mm. Um, I think there are so many good options right now for small cars that, you know, this, this this European runabout just doesn't, continues to not fit the bill. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a definitely a real niche vehicle for somebody that, you know, needs to park under a stairway and, you know, in <laughs> South Boston or something, so. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and I, I think that's the big takeaway, too, is that, you know, we live in an age right now where you do not have to sacrifice that much to get a car that gets really impressive fuel economy, um, has a decent amount of space, comfortable to ride for a long period of time, and, uh, and doesn't cost too yeah. much. And the smart car never really got great gas mileage. <laughs> no, that, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the great irony, yeah. 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 Now, the smart EV, I think, actually uh, has its own little unique kind of piece of the world because it actually is pretty peppy because it's an electric motor, and, and you can... You can lease one, and with the uh, government cash back and the Massachusetts um, deal that they have, you almost for the first two years don't pay for it. Right. So, I mean, the, the incentives are there, which is great. And, you know, if you consider sort of the physics of it, a, a, a car with a smart car EV is, you know, you're looking at a car that's smaller, lighter, electric motor. It's moving around less mass. Mm. And so it's, like you said, it's a, it's a surprisingly peppy car. Um I think, you know, that might be the right application of that vehicle. Mm. No, I- interesting stuff. And, uh, you know, the, the other the other thing is, you know, your, you know, as much as your articles, you know, tend to be, uh, you know, a little bit of nuts and bolts articles, you do have, like you said, you do have some funny stuff on the Bull Ride site. So certainly, you know, take a look at that. And I believe we've even seen your name pop up in the Globe a couple times, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, through the, through the years, I've written for the Globe uh, here and then. I've done some stuff for Boston Magazine. Uh, I've done some stuff for uh, for uh, an iPad version of Hemming. So, you know, I try and keep people on their toes and put my stuff out everywhere. There, there you go. And if people want to follow you on various social media, how would they do that? Uh, you can follow me on GKENS101, G-K-E-N-N-S-101, and uh, check out uh, at BoldRide, um, as well as look at BoldRide.com. Sounds great. Hey, George, thanks for taking a little time out of your Saturday morning. Speaking of Okemo, is that where you are? Uh, no, but, I, you know, I'm sure it's all going to look like that in a few hours. Oh, okay. I thought you were going skiing this morning. <laughs> no, no, I wish. <laughs> all right. Hey, George, thanks a lot, and uh, talk to you soon. All right, thanks, John. All right, take care. Take care. Bye-bye. That was George Kennedy. Uh, he is the, uh, he's, he's a big man on campus at Bullride and puts a lot of good stuff together. I've known George for a bunch of years and, uh, just a car enthusiast and, you know, likes a lot of things about cars, loves, loves his Jeep and loves trucks too. And, uh, he did a good story about seven fun convertibles for under $35,000. So check that out if you're thinking about, uh, if you're thinking about a convertible. And, you know, to some extent, it's interesting that Buick's coming out with this great looking convertible. And some other companies are doing less. And uh, but if you look around, there's there's still some. Uh, the, like I said, the new Buick, the Chevrolet Camaro, the Mustang. He has featured the Miata, which I have yet to drive yet, but I expect to soon. 
And, of course, the uh, Mini Cooper convertible are, are ones that are worth looking at. The Miata, I was talking to the folks from Mazda uh, two weeks ago, and they put a Miata in the New England press fleet specifically for winter. But they did put four snow tires on it because they said, hey, look, except for being limited by uh, ground clearance, why not be able to enjoy your convertible year-round, even in the winter, even in New England? So I thought that was an interesting take. Why don't we take a break? By the way, if you're uh, following Marita on Periscope, she is Periscoping again today. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. When we come back, no, we're not even going to try to explain what Periscope is. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, The Spirit of Boston, or WROLradio.com. Every day I'd watch their beauties roll by And sometimes I'd hang my head and cry Cause I always wanted me one that was long and black One day I devised myself a plan That should be the envy of most any man I'd sneak it out of there in the lunchbox in my hand Now getting caught meant getting fired But I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand Get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. I'm gonna ride around in style, I'm gonna drive everybody wild, cause I'll have the only one there is around. WROL Boston. Shark Tank Judge Barbara Corcoran for On Deck Business Loans. I swim with the sharks every week on TV, so I know many small businesses need capital to grow. That's why I'm excited to tell you about On Deck Small Business Loans. They offer business lines of credit up to $100,000 and term loans up to $500,000 in as little as one business day which means you get the capital you need when you need it to help your business grow. OnDeck is 100% focused on small business, and it's easy to tell. The online application is very simple, and they have dedicated funding advisors who are available to consult with you on your financing needs. OnDeck has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and has delivered more than $3 billion to thousands of businesses nationwide. Best of all, 93% of their customers would recommend OnDeck to a friend. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Give OnDeck a call today. Take Barbara Corcoran's advice and apply now at OnDeckLending.com or call 800-326-3043. 800-326-3043. Loan subject to lender approval. Must be open one year and have $100,000 in annual revenue. At Sullivan Tire and Auto Service, we offer the largest variety of quality road-gripping tires at the best prices around. Sullivan Tire is proud to be New England's Michelin Tire Headquarters. And now through January 31st, you'll save big on all Michelin tires. Buy four Michelin tires and receive a $70 mail-in rebate. Michelin tires are known for their great tread design, durability, and handling. So it's the perfect time to save big on such tires as the Michelin Premier AS, safe when new, safe when worn, and the Michelin Premier LTX. And remember, our ASC certified technicians will keep your car running right all season long. Stop in today for our thorough factory scheduled maintenance check. Right now, don't miss your chance to drive home on a new set of quality Michelin tires and save $70 by mail-in rebate. Hurry, offer ends January 31st. Peace of mind driving. You deserve it, we provide it. This is a dealer-funded promotion. See SullivanTire.com or visit a Sullivan Tire location for complete details. 
Dr. Denton Lotz, Senior Pastor of Tremont Temple Baptist Church, invites you to listen every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. for a word from the pulpit of Tremont Temple, right here on the Spirit of Boston, 950 WROL. You're also invited to enjoy warm worship and fellowship every Sunday at 11 a.m. in the Sanctuary of Tremont Temple, 88 Tremont Street in Boston City Center. Tremont Temple's podcasts are available 24-7 at WROLradio.com and WEZERadio.com. You're listening to The Car Doctor. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, round, I get around, get around, round, round, I get around, get around, round, round, I get around, get around, get around, I get around, I driving up and down the same old strip, I gotta find a new place where the kids are hip. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Our buddy Rick wrote in and said, in preparing uh, for this storm, and if you have to be out in it, what are some of the things you should bring with you? And the best thing is don't be out in it. If it's a really bad storm, don't, you know, don't, don't go out. Uh, in fact, I did something with uh, uh, WBZ Radio yesterday with, with uh, old acquaintance Kendall Buell, who... Uh, I knew from years ago up on the North Shore, so uh, good to talk to Kendall again. Uh, but, um, you know, certainly, you know, some of the things are, you know, a shovel, just in case you get stuck. Uh, my personal car in the back, there is a portable jump start pack. There's a shovel. There's a blanket. There's a good ice scraper. And, um, you know, it's also good to have maybe something to drink. And sports drinks don't tend to freeze as quick as water, so if you want to just stick something in your car, uh, unless it gets to be below zero for a long period of time, something like Gatorade doesn't freeze quite as quickly. It gets slushy, but it doesn't quite freeze as much as water. Uh, something to eat. If you're one of those people that has to eat either for medical reasons or you're just somebody who's hungry all the time, bring... Yeah, bring trail mix or granola bar. Bring something that won't go bad. Uh, because I looked in my little kit that I use. Uh, I have this little kit that I kind of carry around. And the reality is I carry it around for when a reporter wants to do an interview. So I pull out my jumper cables and my little shovel. And, and I found this um, package of trail mix that's been in there for a couple of years. And strangely enough, it didn't go out of date yet which I think was good to like 2019. So look for something with a long exp, uh, expiration date. Also, if you require medication, if you're a diabetic or have high blood pressure or heart issues or anything that you require medication, uh, have a small quantity of medication with you too, just in case. Um, you don't want to be stuck if you, if you remember, if you're old enough to remember the blizzard of 78 where people were stuck in their cars for three days. Uh, well, if you're going to be stuck in your car for three days, you want something to eat, you want to have medication in case you need it, things like that. Uh, always a good idea before you head out to make sure you have close to a full tank of gas. Because if the roads do get bad and you're stuck by the side of the road waiting for the plow to go by and you're starting the car periodically to stay warm and you shouldn't leave it just running, just start it periodically, um, you want to make sure that you're not going to run out of gas. So before you head out, always a good idea to have at least a half a tank of gas in your car just in case. And, of course, in wintertime, if it's really bad, you're not going to find as many gas stations that could be open. So prepare for that, too. So, you know, that should get you that should get you to the place where you want to be. If you get stuck by the side of the road and your wheels are spinning, you might try, you know, if you, if you didn't bring your shovel and you're stuck, 
something even like take the floor mats out of your car, put them under the tires that are spinning, and that might give you a little bit of extra traction, just enough to get you moving. So, you know, some things like that could help. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. We will be doing trivia a little bit later today, and we will be doing a car review of the all-new, or all-new last year, but new and improved this year, 2016 Ford Focus. That's coming up. And I want to thank uh, Diane and Tom Burke. Um, they sent me a little thank you note for the, the tickets to the auto show last week. And when they sent the thank you note, they also enclosed the copy of the Chronicle interview that I was on. They had it on their TiVo. They burned it to a DVD. So thank you for that. And uh, I, I actually get to see it finally. So thank you for that. And it is finally up on Chronicle's website too. So, And also um, Ken Scott from Topsfield also sent a, a note about uh, thank you for the tickets to the auto show. Um, he and his wife went, went to go. So that was nice too. And he also, um, I think it was him. That sent sent his thank you card, and he used one of the new uh, U.S. Postal Service uh, stamps, and it I think it was the seventy Chevelle stamp. So that was kind of that was kind of nice to see. So, and then Jim and Peabody sent me an email. He said two weeks, two more weeks, and I'll have eleven years on my two thousand five Highlander car battery. In last week's paper, someone says. He has had 14 years on a battery. That's true. Uh, maybe you should start a contest on the longest lasting car parts. My best record was my 1987 Camry wagon with a two-liter four-cylinder engine. When he sold the car in 2005, it had 365,000 miles on it with the same engine, transmission, and differential. Never cracked open for repairs. And... Um, he says, of course, I did the starter alternator, spark plugs, brake pads, and other stuff. The engine still had great compression on all cylinders. It did leak a little oil, but no more than half a quart in 1,300 miles. Maybe we will do that. Maybe we will do some kind of contest with, and we just have to trust people, I suppose. But tell us, you know, how many miles. Maybe we should do a contest on the, the vehicle with the most miles. My... um sister and her husband and her kids are up visiting and I was listening to the miles on their various vehicles 200,000 300,000 almost 400,000 miles I think on a Chevrolet truck so high high miles so let's see if you can do better than that so maybe if you have a vehicle that has real high miles on it and again we'll just kind of have to believe you uh, so you have to you know we'll, we'll use the honesty as the best policy uh, way but uh Drop us a note or an email so you can send it here to the radio station or send me an email at jpaul at AAANortheast.com or AAASNE.com, either one. They both work for a while. The SNE one's going away, but AAANortheast.com and say, hey, I have a, you know, 1995 Buick and it's got 500,000 miles on it. You know, nobody, I don't think anybody's going to beat the guy with the Volvo that I think is up to three or four million miles now, but... But uh, if you have a, if you have a later model car and uh, you're not you're not out for a world driving record, but it has high mileage, let us know and we'll uh, no 
what should we give somebody with a high mileage car? A AAA membership. Probably makes sense. I also want to thank the folks at the uh, Dedham Retired Men's Club. Dedham Retired Men's Club uh, meets at the Endicott Estate over in Dedham. And they invited me to be there yesterday. And it was a great group of guys. There must have been 50 people there. And um, they asked me to come and just talk about cars and car technology in the morning. So I went up there and did that. And I think I was supposed to talk for about 45 minutes. And I got there about 10.30 and left there about 12.30. So I stayed there for a long time. And I want to thank them. They had plenty of questions. And uh, always nice to talk to people that uh, have a, a lot of interest in Various things. If you would like to talk to us, our phone number is 617 uh, Rick also called back and says, uh, what about being on the side of the road with your car off and you get hit? Your airbags won't go off. That's right. They won't go off if the car's shut off. Only on television do they do that. Uh, but in, you know, and that's why if you're going to be in your car and you're in a dangerous situation... Uh, and you're the only person in your car, probably slide over to the passenger seat so the the steering wheel isn't in the way, and also keep your seatbelt on because your seatbelt is the thing that's going to protect you, and if you get hit from behind or hit from the side, you're going to be safer because of it. So, you know, keep keep that in mind, too. That will help keep keep you safe. So, a contest for... Longest lasting cars. Maybe we should do another contest for longest lasting battery. <laughs> At the same time, so you know we have uh, have uh, eleven years on uh, Jim and Peabody's uh, Highlander battery. That's it's pretty good. Two thousand five. I would have been right there, except for I left my hatch on my car open and uh, killed the battery, and it never came back afterwards. My mistake. I got an email from a company called SeaTech, and it says, with the harsh winter hitting many parts of the country, SeaTech Power wants to remind everybody that smart battery maintenance will ensure your vehicles run reliably during cold winter months. Research has shown as many as 25% of all vehicles on the road have batteries that are at risk of failing, a condition that goes up when the temperatures go down. Uh, with battery performance being reduced by 35% when temperatures hit freezing and as much as 50% when temperatures even get colder. So at 32, you lose about 35% of your battery capacity at zero. You lose almost 50%. According to a leading car breakdown service, battery failure is the single biggest cause of breakdowns during cold weather months. As freezing temperatures, when battery performance is already reduced, the electrical system Power is required to start the car can increase by almost 250%. So what do you do? You keep your battery charged. And there's a variety of different smart battery chargers, but SeaTech offers a complete line of automatic, water-resistant, shock-proof, multi-stage chargers. So it's another way to keep your battery charged. Uh, you know, another way to do it is with something like a battery tender. So if you have a car that only gets used occasionally, you might want to see about always keeping a battery charger on it. The SeaTech battery charge is interesting also. Um, Apparently, they come with some Porsches, Audis, Lamborghinis, and Bentleys. Apparently, these cars don't like to start when they sit for a while, including Ferrari, Aston Martin. So, kind of interesting that they they come with them, which makes you kind of wonder. The other interesting email I got this week is from a company called Spillfix, and it's an absorbent that if you spill oil in your driveway, I guess it's... uh, 
No, read what it says here. It's an organic absorbent. Is now available through a, a, their website and JEGS, J-E-G-S. Uh, it's made from 100% renewable organic material. Spill fix instantly absorbs hazards. Liquid spills on, contract, on contact, including oil, fuel, solvent, paint, chemicals, enabling faster, safer cleanup, and more effective. Um, and just gets the job done. Consumers will now have a safe product, not only for oil spills in the garage, but grease in the kitchen, disposing of unused paint, even cleaning off messy tools. Um, so it's a it's available in a th- uh, three quart jar. It absorbs about two quarts. A seven pound bag it absorbs up to two gallons, and a twenty pound bag which can absorb up to seven gallons. And uh, I guess it's just this really good absorbent, and uh, you know takes care of uh, takes care of those spills. And the other little interesting bit of news is a self heating lithium ion battery. So if you have one of the issues with electric cars is when the weather is cold, it loses some performance. So there's a company that says, you know what, Will? Our lithium-ion battery self-heats if the temperature is below 32 degrees, has multiple applications, and it may even end up in electric cars. And that's been a problem in hot, in hot weather. It also reduces battery capacity, too. So very cold weather. Very hot weather does the same thing. And uh, the battery company here says we don't want electric cars to lose 40 to 50% of their cruise range in frigid weather. So they want to kind of preheat the battery. And some car companies already have that feature built into their electric car. So when you plug it in, if the temperature drops, it uses the house power to preheat the battery. So when you go to drive the car, you still have the same performance. So, uh, But this does it without that. So if you're parked in a parking lot, suddenly you have the ability to be able to get better performance out of your electric car. Why don't we take another break when we come back? I think we're going to review the Ford Focus and maybe do a little bit of trivia. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Austin. Guess that's deja vu, but I thought this can't be true Cause you moved to West L.A. or New York or Santa Fe Or wherever to get away from me Oh, but that one night was more than just right I didn't leave you, cause I was all through Oh, I was overwhelmed and frankly scared as hell Because I really fell for you W-R-O-L Boston. Have you heard? The state of the art in hearing support these days is amazing. There's no reason for anyone to sacrifice quality of life. At the Family Hearing Care Center in Weymouth and East Bridgewater, John Kleffiger offers hearing systems that can be life-changing. Salem Media Boston and John have teamed to offer a pair of hearing aids valued at $5,000 for half price, $2,500, from our discount shopping sites, wezeradio.com and wrolradio.com. Sounds good. 
Your smile is your calling card, and skilled dental practitioners like Dr. Jenny Chong at Marina Bay Dental can enhance that beautiful smile with veneers, creating the sparkling look of healthy teeth while providing strength and resilience like natural tooth enamel. Visit our discount shopping sites at wezeradio.com or wrolradio.com and learn how you can receive this dental artistry valued at $3,000 for half price. And you can learn more about Dr. Chong's practice, marinabaydental.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Chrism. And I'm Spencer Smith. And we're the hosts of Sunrise Sports, aired every Saturday from 7 to 7.30 a.m. on WRL 950 a.m. We're both sophomores at Boston College High School and Catholic Memorial High School. We're South Shore guys with a love of all things sports. If there's a ball, puck, stick, or glove involved, we're talking about it on Sunrise Sports. We're both proud to say that Sunrise Sports has been on the air for about a year now. And what makes our sports program so unique is that it's from our teenage perspective. But don't let our age fool you. We can go to bat with any seasoned sports guru and are known to have them on as guests. If you are interested in sponsoring our program, please reach out to us at kb.chrism18 at students.bchigh.edu. I'll repeat that. kb.chrism18 at students.bchigh.edu or spencer13smith, exactly how it sounds, at gmail.com. Repeating that, spencer13smith at gmail.com, 13 as a number. We'd love to have your business on Sunrise Sports. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. I some good news. We're going to be doing a remote coming up. I think it's February seventh, and it's going to be at the City of Boston Credit Union. They have a new branch office. We'll give you more information about that as it's coming closer. But during the month of January, the City of Boston Credit Union will be collecting new blankets to benefit the Massachusetts Coalition for the Homeless. You can drop off blankets at any location and keep dropping off your old or unwanted cell phones for soldiers. Uh, cell phones for soldiers. City of Boston Credit Union sends those cell phones for soldiers, so drop them off. These are just a couple of things the City of Boston Credit Union does for the community, and of course you're providing the best financial services you could ever get. So City of Boston Credit Union, check them out. Uh, They've been helping the fine folks of Boston since 1915. That's right, it's 101 years. It's a long time. And this is, uh, you know, when when you think of Boston, think of the City of Boston Credit Union. And you can learn more by visiting City of Boston cu.com or give them a call at 617-635-4545. Our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Let's go over to line one. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Hey, hey, Paul, I have a question. Uh, uh, that's something that uh, I wonder what happens 
every time that we buy a, a used car, that's very rare when we get two sets of keys or yeah. two key faults. We, you know, it's, uh, it, it, I, I, I like to know what's going on with these dealerships. Well, it could be a couple things. It could be that they only really did get one when they got it from the auction. They may have only gotten one. They only may have only gotten one car key. That's possible. When my wife and I in two thousand seven or two thousand eight, um, when when we both bought used cars, her car actually came with two sets of keys. And I remember the deal the dealer, and it was uh, S and E Auto Sales. They're located down here in Weymouth, and they have a place up in Walpole. And the sales guy said, you know, good news on, on your wife's car, there's two sets of keys. When I got my car, he only had the one set of keys for the car. And uh, he did get me a key fob, which had to be programmed by the Hyundai dealer. And the key was the key was a simple key, so it wasn't complicated. But sometimes what happens is, I know in some dealerships, they may have two sets of keys, but they hold on to one. Because they never know, they might need to. They might decide they need to repossess the car, so they want they want the key to be able to get it back. Other times, depending where the car came from, the the second key may have just gotten lost, or they just never got it. That happens a lot of times when cars come from rental fleets. When the when the car formerly was owned by Hertz or Avis or you know one of those car companies, it gets uh -huh. sold and then gets sold again, and the extra key just disappears. The press cars, and that's one of the things, the cars that I road test and evaluate that are for, that are press cars, even sometimes with them, they don't always get both sets of keys when they get the car. And no, I have no idea where they end up. Uh, yeah, that's very frustrating. It is because uh, we, some... We never have, you know, it's very rare. Yeah. When I have my, when I, when I sell my cars, uh, if I have two sets of keys... Uh, I I, uh, I handle both to, to the to the buyer. Yeah, and that's and, and that's the way that's the way it should be. When you know the last car that I sold, you know all of the all of the keys, you know all the keys I had went went with the car. So the next person could have the same car. And sometimes these days, when um, you know if you have to get a key fob and a key, that can be four, five, six hundred dollars. Exactly. That, yeah. That's the problem. Years ago, twenty years ago, we we could run to the uh, to the Home Depot. Oh, yeah. and make five, pay three, four dollars. That's for, right for an extra key, but it's not anymore. No, not anymore. In fact, a lot of times, what I will ask if I if I'm interested in a used car before I even bought the car, I would say, do I get both sets of keys, or in some cases, three keys because it's a it's a the two sets of keys to two remotes, and sometimes there's a valet key. Valet key, yeah. 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 So one of the questions I have is, does it come with all of the keys? And if it doesn't, what are you going to do about it? And uh -huh. you know, you really want to be able to, you really want to be able to make sure that you get all the keys because if you have to do it yourself, it can be very expensive. And then very the other part, if it's a car that only allows so many sets of keys to be made. Ford is one of those that uh -huh. they might only allow four keys to be made. So what happens if the person is one of those people that tends to lose their keys all the time and they're up to their fourth key 
and then you go uh, to want to make a fifth one, the car doesn't let you. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very bad. Yeah. I I I, <laughs> uh, I, I hate that. Yeah, so, I, I agree with I agree with you. So that's what uh, I'm going to do next time. Uh, next time I'm going to buy another car. Uh, I'm going to ask the dealership, uh, I need two sets of keys. Yeah, yeah, and just say it, just say it that yeah. way. I need both sets of keys, and if they say we only have one, say to them, well, you know, go, go get another key and another remote. And they can, in some cases, they can actually take used remotes and reprogram them, providing uh -huh. they're not, you know, and other times if they have to go out and buy a new one. There's also, you know, some aftermarket remotes. There's a, there's, um, a, a website called, I think it's, keylessride.com and they actually make all of they have a lot of either used or aftermarket remotes and sometimes sometimes they're very easy to program Volkswagen uh -huh. for instance real easy to program their remotes so you go buy a used remote you come in you you put one key in the ignition and then you uh, get out you you do something I forget you do the door lock yeah, you hit the button yeah. on the remote uh -huh. hit the other button on that. the remote and it's all done uh huh. I've seen that uh, at yep. YouTube. Yep. How to program right, the key. right. But then uh, there's some, there's some like Hyundai and Kia that the only way you can program those cars is with the with the scan tool that they have. Uh, okay. So yeah. Could you please tell me again uh, that website? I I believe it's I believe it's keylessride.com. Keylessride. Yeah. Dot com. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. 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 Thank Thanks, Danielson. Well. Yep. Bye bye. All right. Have a good day. Bye. You too. 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. And if you picked up the Globe today, our buddy Glenn Gould, I haven't seen his name in the Globe for a little bit, but Glenn Gould wrote a nice story about the all-wheel drive Chrysler 200, good car to have maybe today. Let's go talk to Kathy on line two. Hi, Kathy. Hi, John. Turn, turn. Hey, look who it is. It sounds like you're on speakerphone. No, we're too close to the radio. Oh, well, turn the radio down. There you go. Okay. All right, that's my sister, just so you know. <laughs> and her kids. Say hello, everyone. Hi, <laughs> Okay, thanks. Bye. 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 Those are kids and grandkids and all kinds of different things. So, good for them. Um, I promised that we would do a, re a review, and the review is, uh, in fact, we'll do two things. Uh, we'll do a trivia question, and I don't know what we're going to give out. Um, oh, I know what we're going to give out. And it'll be kind of a two-part thing. And um, I think I think I still have a bottle of uh, of 200 mile an hour wax, which is always which is always good, and. Um, but I got an additive in the mail. And I haven't tried it yet. But it looks a little interesting. And it's a motor optimizer is what they say. It improves your fuel efficiency of your car. It dramatically, it says, it dramatically increases engine performance, power while significantly lowering your engine's vehicle emissions. And it's called motor whiskey. So if you win trivia today, you will get a two-part prize. Oh, by the way, I don't think we ever heard from the winner last week who won that book. Uh, so if you if you won, was it Jim? Jim, Jim I 
Jim, yeah. If you won, if you won last week, Jim, and you're listening, call us up so we have your address, just so we know. But you will win motor whiskey. Uh, it is. Uh, uh, I I don't I don't know much about it. I'll be honest. But I got I got it in the mail. So um, if let's see, what's it worth? Just to give you an idea what the prize is worth, and their website is. Uh, their website is motorwhiskey.com, and you can uh, buy it someplace here. It is uh, it com- it comes in it comes in both shot sizes and six and six ounces, um, and it's uh, thirteen dollars. So you will get you will get a. Uh, You'll get a thirteen dollar prize plus a bottle of two hundred mile an hour wax, which is which is really good wax, and that's our buddy Jay Davidson. Also, this is even better. I forgot all about it. I have a few tickets for the Providence Auto Show coming up next weekend. So if you live sort of on the South Shore, South County, um, Rhode Island, Attleboro, down that way, and you want to go to the Providence Auto Show. You just have to give us a call because it's next weekend, so I have to get the tickets in the mail to you right away. So there, we, there you go. So how about we'll do a little bit of ticket giveaway. We'll give away two pairs of tickets to the Providence Auto Show. We'll give away wax and motor whiskey to the winner of trivia. And I still haven't given out the question yet, have I? So we'll give, we'll give away that. So the question is, what was the first... American-produced Japanese car to be sold in the United States. The first American-produced Japanese car to be sold in the United States. If you know the answer to that, we will give you a bottle of motor whiskey and a bottle of 200-mile-an-hour wax. And then you can tell us how much faster your car drove. Remember, don't drink the motor whiskey, put it in your car, put it in your gas tank. So there was a time when small economy cars meant lack of creature comforts and cheesy materials. That's not the case with the 2016 Ford Focus. The Focus is available as a four-door sedan or a five-door hatchback. There are two engine choices, the standard two-liter four-cylinder that puts out 160 horsepower and the optional one-liter three-cylinder engine with EcoBoost turbocharging. There is a manual automatic transmission as well as a dual-clutch version. There are three basic trim levels plus the sporty ST and RS and even an electric version. Our road test was in the four-door sedan SE-powered Focus. Um, and that was powered, I'm sorry, powered by the one liter EcoBoost engine connected to a six-speed automatic transmission. The interior of the Focus is quite comfortable. Our SE model had plenty of creature comforts. Some features that were included were unusual in a small economy car, heated seats, a heated steering wheel, which was very unusual to see, automatic dual-zone climate control, a sound system that had full Bluetooth connectivity, including music, So not all cars have Bluetooth with the music connectivity, so that's nice. A full complement of airbags, stability control, tire pressure monitors. The front seats were comfortable with decent support, plenty of head and leg room. The controls are generally easy to operate. Ford, like some other manufacturers, are moving away from all touchscreens, and they're adding knobs and buttons again. I like it. Our SE model gets the 16-inch alloy wheels, automatic headlights, body color, exterior mirrors and door handles, cruise control, power power windows, uh, trip computer, front center armrest, rear air vents, a good sounding six 
speaker stereo system, steering wheel mounted auxiliary controls for the trip computer and the radio. So a lot of that, a lot of those features again that you don't expect to see in what is in essence in a compact economy car. Uh, there's a small center console for storage, a decent side glove box, large cup holders. The trunk is about 13 cubic feet. Not bad for a compact car. Overall, the interior had a much nicer look and feel than you would expect from what, again, is a compact economy car. On the road, the Focus is quiet. It rides well and handles better than I expected. No one will confuse the Focus with the handling of a BMW, but it was just fine. Performance from the one liter, that's right, one liter, tiny, tiny engine, size of a, you know, motorcycle engine in a lot of cases. Um, it produced 123 horsepower. It was actually pretty good. The combination of the six-speed transmission and the turbocharger, I thought worked well together. I I heard stories before I drove it that people people said, oh, it's sluggish, it doesn't have any power. I thought it was fine. Um, it's, not as, it's not fast, but I think it does the job really well. Merging onto Route 95 or 495 is easy, no problems there. Passing a slow-moving truck again, step on the gas, off it goes. I thought it felt good. The turbo adds that little extra zip. Fuel economy was a highlight with the EPA estimating 28 miles per gallon in the city. 40 miles per gallon on the highway. I've been averaging in the mid-30s right now. So I haven't hit that 40-mile-per-gallon mark, but that, again, would be just highway driving. But, again, in the mid-30s. There's also a start-stop feature that would shut the engine off to save fuel while waiting for a light. And unlike a BMW, it actually starts up nice and smooth. It doesn't shake and rattle the way a lot of, uh, the way some start-stop features do. The one in the BMW is I think it's just not smooth at all. I found myself the last time I drove a BMW just shutting it off. Uh, the brakes aren't bad. Our car had uh, kind of the more bargain basement brakes, if you will, front disc, rear drum. Uh, the upscale models get all disc. Uh, an estimate guess from 60 miles an hour, probably in 130, 35 feet. Not great stopping distance. But not bad and very easy to modulate. You knew if you had to jump on the brakes, uh, the ABS does its job just well, but also easy to control even before the ABS comes up. The bottom line is the latest Ford Focus, in my opinion, is the best to date. Uh, 2014, I think they stumbled a little bit. On 2016, I think they have it pretty well right on this one. Uh, the economy is quite good. There's plenty of luxury touches, some nice high-tech features that were unheard of just a few years ago. And not just a compact car, but almost any car. If you're looking for a compact car, the Focus deserves a good look. Our test car had a base price, and that's the SE model of 18515. Ours with all of the options in it, the up, the updated seats, the leather trim seats, and the, uh, the variety of different features like the heated steering wheel, heated side mirrors, all those kind of things, came in at just about $23,000. It will seat five. It's a little tight in the back seat. It's tight in the back seat with five. It's tight in the back seat with, uh, if you just put two in the back. Uh, headroom's a little bit limited, but it's not that bad. Uh, it is a, uh, runs on regular gas, even though it's got the turbocharger in it. EPA rate uh, estimates the annual fuel cost at about $1,400 a year. Crash test. Uh, five-star overall. If you're out shopping, what else would you look at? You'd look at the Mazda 3, the Chevy Cruze, maybe the Hyundai Elantra. I think I would rate this latest Ford Focus pretty solidly right in the middle of the pack. Um, is it the best one out there? It's pretty stylish. It's got a good look. It's a good, it's a good product. I um, 
Somebody called me the other day at work and said they were thinking about shopping for a new car. And they asked, and they said, you know, what about this and what about that? And they said, well, I really want to look at Ford's because I like the idea of having a Ford product because I still like the idea they didn't take the bailout money. So people still think about that to this day. So if you're, if you're, that's one of the things you're looking for, good deal there too. So, Marita's exhausted again. We made her work hard. But I think, let's see if we have an answer to trivia. We have trivia music? You do it. You're spending so much time periscoping, you know? you. <laughs> and just so people know, periscoping is like owning your own TV station. Is the best way I can describe it. You take your cell phone. You, you download this app. You can videotape live. Or not videotape. It's live streaming of video. And people actually join you. They tune in. And they can actually put little comments. Anybody said hello? No, I don't Not know. yet? I don't even know if I have that activated. Oh, you don't have your comments activated? Yeah, so anyway. So um, why don't we go to Boyd on line one and see if he has an answer to trivia. Good morning. John Paul. How are you? I'm well. How about you? I'm doing good. You sound good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm down the Cape, and uh, I was just... I heard your uh, your question. All right. I, if my memory, hopefully my memory serves me well. I think it's the Honda Accord. You are absolutely correct. It is the Honda Accord. It rolled hey. off. It rolled off the assembly line in Ohio, and right. it was the first Japanese car to be produced in the United States, according to what I'm reading here. Right. And. Uh, in its first year of production, it became the best-selling Japanese car in the United States, a title that, that would hold for about 15 years, I guess. So uh, so right. you are absolutely right. Where, uh, are you down, where are you down the Cape? South Yarmouth. South Yarmouth. Okay, no snow there yet? Not yet. All right. Now it's about 35 degrees, but it, no snow yet. No and snow yet. We know it's a little coming, but yeah. watch, we'll get two feet or something. Yeah. When's, when's high tide today? Uh, don't know exactly. Oh, okay. No. All right. No, I haven't looked it up yet. All right. Well, well, you stay dry. We will send you a bottle of 200 mile an hour wax and motor whiskey for for your gas tank. Not for you though. Oh, how about? Uh, uh, don't don't drink it because I don't think it's good for you. <laughs> okay. Well, I heard it's smooth. I yeah, know. yeah, it is smooth. It is smooth. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I was wondering about the tickets to the auto show up in Providence. Oh, let, let me see what we. Uh, how many did we give away here? I'll, I'll tell you why. I, I I like that wax. It's a very good wax. Yeah. I, I still have about half a bottle. Oh, of okay. Wax. All right. Um, see, I'm a caller. Okay. Yeah, I guess you are. I guess you yeah. are. I'll tell you what. I'll see. I can't. I I don't actually know how many I got. Oh, I know how many I got. I don't have many I have left. But I'll tell you what. We'll get your Marita. Will get your address down. Okay. And uh, if I have them, they're yours too. All right, thanks. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, much. Yeah, I like the show. all right, stay right there. Okay, yeah. Marita will get your address, and we'll do whatever we're supposed to be doing here. So we'll let her do that. And um, when we're talking with George Kennedy, uh, there was an article that was written about Volkswagen, and he said, you know, the idea of what to do with Volkswagen and the scandal and all of that, but. Uh, a aftermarket newspaper I was looking at said Volkswagen emission scandal could have numerous repercussions across various aftermarket sec sectors. The fact that Volkswagen was unable to uh, install software and diesel models that defeated the EPA laboratory emissions test has to raise questions in the mind of federal and state regulators on a number of fronts. 
while the Volkswagen defeat devices were illegal, all one has to Google is auto defeat devices and see all sorts of aftermarket emissions products pop up for sale. According to the director of uh, EPA's Office on Transportation and Air Quality, uh, the agency is reviewing testing procedures and working on a process to screen the defeat devices similar to the software Volkswagen used to make its cars run cleaner during emissions tests. The EPA policy on aftermarket defeat devices is unclear. The EPA signed a consent decree back in 2007 with Casper Electronics. Uh, Casper uh, sales of oxygen sensor simulators, uh, which tricks the engine's computer into sensing a properly functioning emission control system even when the catalytic converter converter is missing or faulty the false electronic signal is sent to the car's engine control computer preventing the check engine light or malfunction light from illuminating those devices are widely available today uh these are oxygen sensor foolers out there people are selling them aftermarket converters uh yeah they've i've i have seen these aftermarket catalytic converters that actually don't have anything in them. They're just a shell because you might want to put them on an older car that needs to have the catalytic converter for emissions purposes, but not to actually test. They just need to look under the car and see that there's one there. So they put one in that is um, not doing anything. So who knows? This could this could change that whole aftermarket kind of lobby of what's of what's going on in the industry. So kind of kind of interesting the way it all works out in the end. And remember, on Sunday nights at 9 o'clock, you can hear a rerun, best of, something like that, a slightly edited version of our program on our business station, AM 1260. So you can check that out. I actually remembered to tune in last week. So I wanted to hear it. And it was a, it was a well-produced piece by our own Marita kind of put it all together for us, so that was good. There's an article in Automotive News that says, Cheap oil drives changes in the industry for more than a year. Low gasoline prices have been adding uh, extra fraught to the nation's steadily rising auto sales. Dealers and automakers have enjoyed a surge in high-margin pickups and SUVs for consumers paying less at the pump has boosted their confidence about splurging on new wheels and loading up on high-trim options. Ford Motor Company, General Motors, and other automakers are reporting record North American profits when the industry reports December sales this week. 2015 may turn out to be the best year ever uh, with U.S. auto sales topping 17 million vehicles. Um, they haven't seen those numbers in a long time. But on the flip side, cheap oil dividend, it crimps uh, vehicle sales in regions that are heavy in oil and gas production. The weaknesses can be tough to detect because the impact tends to be localized. So in other words, as the economy changes in Texas, because they're not pumping quite as much oil, it could affect new vehicle sales. Texas is uh, an 11-county area around Dallas-Fort Worth that overlaps the Barnett Shale natural gas field. Retail sales dropped 4% in the first nine months of 2015. In Pennsylvania, falling energy prices and a halt in drilling of new wells haven't showed up in auto sales yet. In Colorado, oil-rich western counties are feeling a little bit of a pinch, but the rest of the state is fair, uh, firing just or failing just fine, so it's not, it's doing okay. But in Oklahoma, new vehicle registrations dropped 3.1% in the first 10 months of last year, according to uh, IHS Automotive. They're uh, a group that tracks all kinds of different things. Uh, 
And the largest statewide decline in the country at Group 1 Automotive, 14 stores in Oklahoma. Third quarter sales were down 5% in just that one dealership network. So it does affect a little bit of everything. Why don't we take another break so I can sip my tea? My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. We will be back. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on Cadillacs. Every day I'd watch their beauties roll by and sometimes I'd hang my head and cry. Because I always wanted me one that was long and black. One day I devised myself a plan that should be the envy of most any man. I'd sneak it out of there in the lunchbox in my hand. Now getting caught meant getting fired, but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. WROL Boston. Now at Sullivan Tire and Auto Service through January 31st, get up to a $70 mail-in rebate when you buy any four BF Goodrich tires in stock. We have quality BF Goodrich tires for whatever you drive, like the BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2 or the Advantage TA. All at great prices and all in stock at Sullivan Tire. And at Sullivan Tire and Auto Service, we'll keep your car running right all winter. Stop in for our thorough factory-scheduled maintenance check. Our ASE-certified technicians will check out your battery and charging system, radiator Antifreeze, inspect your tires and air pressure, brakes, all system fluids, steering and suspension, belts, hoses, the exhaust system, exterior lights, wiper blades, and more. Don't miss your chance to drive home on a new set of quality BF Goodrich tires and save up to $70 by mail-in rebate. Now through January 31st. Sullivan Tire, your BF Goodrich headquarters. This is a dealer-funded promotion. See SullivanTire.com or visit a Sullivan Tire location for complete details. Catholic Schools Week is the annual celebration of Catholic education in the United States and runs January 31st through February 6, 2016. This year's theme is Catholic Schools, Communities of Faith, Knowledge, and Service. Schools focus on the value Catholic education provides to young people and its contributions to Christianity, our communities, and our nation. Research shows that children who attend Catholic schools are more likely to go to college, to vote, and to do service work as adults. Catholic schools do make a difference for society and our church. A Catholic education raises up the next generation of saints and scholars. We currently have half-price tuition certificates to the following Catholic schools. Quincy Catholic Academy, St. Jerome School in Weymouth, Our Lady of Lourdes School in Taunton, South Boston Catholic Academy, St. John's School, North End Boston, Nazareth Academy, Wakefield, St. Clement School in Medford, and many more Christian schools. Don't delay. Call Pat Ryan today at 617-691-2521. That's 617-691-2521. You're listening to The Car Doctor.
And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Winter weather affects health. Well, when some people think uh, about cabin air filters, they conjure up images of summertime air conditioning, musty smells. The reality is cabin air filters work the majority of their magic when the temperatures drop. Every technician knows vehicle tailpipe emissions are higher when the engine is cold. You can smell the emissions in the air when vehicle starts up and it's idling in cold weather mornings. Scraping the windows uh, during these cold starts, the engine running rich and the catalytic converter is not uh, quite working yet because they haven't got hot enough. These emissions are substantial to the point of what's coming out of the tailpipe can be damaging to the driver's respiratory system, according to the Kansas City Light Duty Vehicle Emissions Study. Uh, the most damaging component of the tailpipe emissions for humans is particulates or soot. Vehicle emissions uh, particulates range from uh, tiny to tinier. Little tiny microns. But the, the story is, uh, one thing that can stop exhaust particulates from reaching the vehicle's occupant is the cabin air filter. Some cabin air filters can even stop particulates down to one micron. So, teeny tiny. And there are two kinds of cabin air filters available in modern vehicles. Particulate and activated charcoal cabin filters. Particulate type filters out pollutants and irritants. Some filters are electrostatically charged, similar to how a household HVAC filter works, ensuring the particulates stay activated in the filter. Activated charcoal cabin filters absorb bad smells at the same time. So the bottom line is if you uh, have a cabin air filter, make sure it's clean. Make sure you use a good quality one. The cheap ones are just that. They're cheap. Let's talk to Charlie and Cohasset. Charlie? Hello, John. Hello, Charlie. I haven't talked with you for a long time. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, this week I bought a Subaru Legacy 2015 factory official car. All right. With Goodyear Eagle LS2 tires that's uh, mud and snow. Yep. Is this a snow tire? Um, If it actually says... If it actually has a little picture of a snowflake on it, it's I didn't, I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, no. but if it looks like it has like a little mountain snowflake thing on the side of it, yeah. it truly is a snow tire. It is. It's only yeah. been two thousand miles. Yeah, I, or I don't a winter came from. Or a winter tire, I guess, is the good a good thing to call it. But right. yeah, it it very well could be. Well, let's. What was it again? It was an eagle. What? Uh, eagle L S two. I don't think so. I think it's just an all, I think it's just an all weather tire. But uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Hang on. Let me look. Uh, LS two. It says it's a it's it's actually it's actually just a good all season tire. Okay. Um, so it's not it's not a true winter tire, but it is a it's more of a, a all season tire that's real quiet, a good highway tire. They call it a luxury sport grand touring, is what they call it. Okay. Um, it gets uh, it gets pretty good reviews too. So, yeah, it looks like it's uh, good in the wet, uh, better in the dry, and in light snow it looks like it works really good, and in really deep snow it looks like you should stay home. <laughs> Which I, I'm 84 years old. <laughs> All right. So I don't go out. And John, uh, in regards to the uh, the key fobs, yeah, I bought a, a a long black sedan last year, Audi A8L. Okay. And I only had it came with just one uh, key fob. Yeah. I asked the dealer how come he said that's all we got. 
And just say, give me another one. No, I didn't. No? <laughs> and, John, I traded a 1990 Lexus LS400. I bought new 26 years ago. Yeah. I had the original windshield wipers on the car. Wow. Wow. So that's got to be a new record. Yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> a pretty good record for parts. Now, that car must sit in the garage a lot. Oh, yeah, all my yeah. cars sit in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's because it's that sitting out in the in the heat and the cold and snow on the wiper blades and all that. That's what tears them apart. Yeah, so. And they worked fine. Yeah, no, yep. no. How do you how do how do you like the Audi? I love it. Yeah, it's a it, nice it's a nice car. It's a big heavy car. Yeah, it, it, it small it feels like a small car. Yeah, no, they 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 got the they got the handle down right on that big car. It didn't. It, it feels like it sticks to the road well. Just a just a nice car. Yeah, it's all aluminum too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, no, good car. Charlie, thanks uh, Thanks for calling. Good oh, to hear from you. Well, thank you, John. All right. See you later. Take bye -bye. care. Bye-bye now. 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Do we have one more break we need to take? Why don't we take another break? If you would like to join us, we have about, uh, about 10 minutes left. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are open right now at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. We'll be right back. WROL Boston. National Catholic Schools Week is the annual celebration of Catholic education in the United States and runs January 31st through February 6, 2016. This year's theme is Catholic Schools, Communities of Faith, Knowledge, and Service. Schools focus on the value Catholic education provides to young people and its contributions to Christianity, our communities, and our nation. Research shows that children who attend Catholic schools are more likely to go to college, to vote, and to do service work as adults. Catholic schools do make a difference for society and our church. A Catholic education raises up the next generation of saints and scholars. We currently have half-price tuition certificates to the following Catholic schools. Quincy Catholic Academy, St. Jerome School in Weymouth, Our Lady of Lourdes School in Taunton, South Boston Catholic Academy, St. John School, North End Boston, Nazareth Academy, Wakefield, St. Clement School in Medford, and many more Christian schools. Don't delay. Call Pat Ryan today at 617-691-2521. That's 617-691-2521. Miss your favorite show? A nation free to form its destiny under God. Empowerment of others. Service building of others. Don't let me quit. Or do you just want to hear it again? Check out our podcast page at WROLradio.com. All your favorite ministries on demand whenever you want them, day or night, and all for free. Just visit our podcast page at WROLradio.com. 
Download and enjoy. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. Back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Marita, what do we have coming up on 1260 on Sunday? Do you remember? We are talking to, or you are talking to, actually, uh, photographer John Satch. Oh, yeah. That was, is that how I say yeah, John Satch is? Yeah, yeah, he did... He did uh, he did uh, a book that was a really a really good book. So that's mm-hmm. a that's an interesting story. Great. Yeah. Yep. So uh, listen Sunday night at nine on AM twelve sixty, the Buzz. Let's talk to Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi, uh, Paul. I had a question on uh, Toyota Avalon two thousand eight. All right. After the tires have been allocated with pressure. Yeah, they got tire pressure sensors in them. Yep. Right, and what happens was there was a flat tire. It was put in with a uh, not a patch, and I was told that the reason why the light remains on the tire pressure light because there's dust on all four tires. Is that correct? No, <laughs> no. What uh, it could be? Who know? Who knows what it could be? But if the tire pressure is all right, if the you know say it calls for thirty five pounds of air. And if all the tires have 35 pounds of air and you take it for a ride, as soon as your car starts to move, the light should go out. If it doesn't go out, chances are maybe that tire that got the flat damaged the sensor. So the sensor inside the tire might be bad. Okay, so the correct um, antidote to that would be to bring it back to the person who put in the... The um, repaired it or whatever the case, yeah. The repair. He didn't yep. use a patch. So you're saying also, uh, if you use a patch, it would do the same exact Well, it, it, if you use a patch, I mean, it's got nothing to do with dust on anything. I mean, they're, they're tires after all. So they used to be out in dust and dirt. The other thing is, your car is getting close to the age where these sensors just start to go bad for age. Because they actually have a battery in them. And the batteries last seven or eight years. So... You're getting close to that with with the sensor could be bad, but you don't know what might have happened was when they when they did they plug the tire is that what they did? They plugged the tire and they put in the code. The code came up, but you know as well as I do, you're more of an expert than I. The code could be fallacious anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I what I would want to do is go back to them and say, you know. Let's figure out, but the, if they said it's got something to do with dust, I think you need to go someplace else. Yeah, that's what I thought. I yeah. Trust- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That. Yeah. That's not. That's not a good idea. That's. Yeah. Yeah. They should have. They should have a little. Uh, they should have a little uh, tester. They can plug in and they can read all four tires and see if there's a signal coming out of the. See if there's a signal coming out of the tire, and if there isn't, it probably needs a sensor. And you never know, the sensor could have been damaged when you got the flat, the sensor could have been damaged when they did the repair, or it could have just worn out because it's old. Thank you, Paul. And don't ever leave the program unless, you know, you're working from home, because your program is such 
an asset to people that they don't even realize when they go to a mechanic, we trust them, but you have the underlying that we can check it with you on air. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. You have a great day and stay uh, out of the snow. You too. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, look, it's Paul Sullivan there with his winter cap, his winter sweatshirt, and it's not... It's not doing nothing out. It's six inches of partly cloudy. I know. So far, it's yeah. it's just... Uh, hey, what a coincidence. I'm getting to the age where my sensors are starting to wear out. Too. Yeah. It's I, funny he would say that. Yeah, I know. Paul. I, yeah, I know. Well, John Paul, Paul. I He's thinking you of you. You should be the car pope, did you? I, Instead mm, of the, the car yeah. doctor. I should be... Is that sacrilegious? Sorry. Um, my wife thinks I should have been related to John Paul Getty. Yeah. 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 yeah but... I heard he wasn't a nice guy. He had a lot of money, though. Yeah, he did. She said that would have made up for it. Exactly. Yeah. As I look out in uh, in our parking lot across here at 500 Victory Road, mm-hmm. and I see the pile of dirt from where they're going to be putting in lots of apartments sometime mm-hmm. in the next year or so. Hey, have you gone and, on that website to see what it looks like? No. I'm going to no. do that during my shift. Oh, yeah? If there's any downtime. Yeah. But yeah. I look at that pile of dirt, and it makes me think that... <laughs> the pile of snow that was four times higher than that last year, and that, and it was still there in July, a little pile. And you can tell when it melted why it wouldn't have been a good idea to dump it into the ocean. Well, riddle me this. When I go away to visit my grandson, where do I go? Washington, Washington D.C. Do you know what they're going through right now? I heard they had about 14 inches of snow on the ground yeah. this morning. And they have no idea what to do. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to end up with a couple of feet. So they're hunkered down. Yeah. My, you know, my son's gone through it up here before. So, it, you know, yeah. he said a lot of people yeah. down there don't know what yeah. to do. My, um, I have a coworker who was out in uh, beautiful and sunny Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. The home of Tommy James, by the way. I know. <laughs> Moni Moni. <laughs> yeah. This, this... There's a Tommy James museum on there. Is there really? Yeah. I think so. yeah. There's also a car seat manufacturer, which is why she went out there. Yep. But her her return flight last night was supposed to be it was supposed to be at uh, Reagan, and uh, she was smart enough to uh, call the air, airline and say, "Do we have another choice?" And they flew her into Chicago, which the only thing I know about flying to Chicago, I've never left on time ever. But on the other hand, there was probably a better shot of leaving Chicago on time than leaving D.C. last night. At, Two in the afternoon. Right, and if they're counting air miles, it's a, it's a longer trip to go from Dayton to Chicago and then back. It Did is. Did she make it? Uh, I don't know. She didn't text me to say she didn't. Okay. So I think all things must be Am I on television again, by the way? Uh, yes, you are. You're on, you're on uh, W... W... M-I-T-I... I just feel murdered. I don't know. I don't know. We're trying to... Do you have a TV channel name or is it just... I don't know. It's just my name. Just your name? Yeah, yeah, Marita Margarita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting that Marita Marita's uh, Twitter name and Periscope name is Marita Margarita, and she doesn't drink. No, I know that. Yeah, yeah. It's... But the the term Margarita just conjures up fun and sun, and not. I I know it's the name of a beverage, but it goes beyond that. It does. There's uh, an image associated with it. Besides, uh, it rhymes with Marita. That's true. Could have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it could have been Chiquita or... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true, that's true. Parakita. Her, her, her great-grandmother was Margarita, so... Yeah, uh, so there you go. Oh, yeah, all right, yeah. all right, so... Wasting, sing yeah. with me now. I'm he, not... He's not, alert. Even, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, Jimmy Buffett has opened like his 19,000 mm-hmm. hotel and casino now, so, 
he's you know for a guy who sings about being lazy mm -hmm. the last thing he is is apparently lazy because i blew out my flip flops yeah, yeah exactly exactly you and you know and you could buy them from him as well through his margaret through his store so was it you that told me he lives in manhattan yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so cracks okay. me up. yeah although apparently yeah. he owns some property on st bart's or something too, okay but, yeah. i associate him with uh Key West, right? Well, and yeah. he, you know, he does have his first bar, I think, was in Key West. Okay. So, you know. He, you ever he, been down there? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I never have. It, I always wanted to. The Keys, the, the, my favorite part about the Keys, I've only been there once, is different than Miami, where everybody about Miami is how you look and what you drive. And mm -hmm. for somebody who likes cars, it's fun. Yeah. But in Key West, the guy who's the multimillionaire is driving like the 1985 Ford Crown Victoria. Because he can. It, and it, we bought it in Cuba. That's why. Yeah. And they're just very low-key. You know, everybody's just relaxed. I, I liked it a lot. It was, uh, uh, you just can't afford to live there. It's ridiculously expensive. No. Speaking of Cuba, our buddy Craig Fitzgerald, who's called into the show a few times, uh, I talked to him last night, and he said, on my way to Miami, and then on my way to Cuba for a week. Is he excited about that? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is, although his wife made him sign a power of attorney before he <laughs> left. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just in case he ends up in jail. Yeah, a wife with a sense yeah. of humor. Like exactly. Yeah. And, and she's a lawyer. So, yeah, a sense yeah. of reality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it all and works. she's a lawyer. Yeah. So, Sully, what do you got going on for the Irish Hit Parade today? We're waiting on the snow. Yep. You know, we got an email from Santos earlier in the week. The big storm coming, so let's see if we can... You know, if we have to rearrange our schedule. So Matt actually opted to, but I don't know if he's gone back because of the diminished uh, forecast. Yeah. I don't know. What's yeah. he supposed to do? I don't even know. Uh, snow at all? One to three in Boston. Yeah. And more down the Cape. Yeah. Right? Cape. Are you going to the Cape County. or are you going home? No, going home. Okay. But anyway. So the very best in Irish music with Paul Sullivan, the Irish Hit Parade. Coming up next, I want to thank George Kennedy, uh, managing editor or something like that, of Bold Ride. Check out his, all his stuff on boldride.com. He always has some good articles in there, and he's got an interesting, twisted sense of humor. Till next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, and be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.